the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everybody, it's another Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast right here on AM 970. The answer, the uh, first track off the Heaven and Hell uh, Black Sabbath album from 1980, Neon Nights with Ronnie James Dio as the lead singer. I play that uh, for a specific reason. Obviously, last week I mentioned that I watched the uh, Dio documentary, and I wanted to dive a little bit more into it before we get to uh, the show that we have this evening or uh, in the morning or the afternoon or whenever you're listening to this program, whether it's live or you're listening to the podcast version of the program. Coming up in 20 minutes, Tom Wizend, the co-founder, owner, and CEO of Indeed Brewing in Minnesota, is going to join me. They're starting to release new beers with THC and CBD in them. We're going to talk to Tom about that and so much more about Indeed Brewing coming up in just about 20 minutes from now. But it's interesting, the the documentary, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, Dreamers Never Die, uh, the Dio documentary, some great uh, guest stars uh, on this documentary. Of course, Eddie Trunk is in there, um, uh, Rob Halford, uh, Sebastian Bach, uh, you know, the members of Black Sabbath, Ozzy. They all make appearances in this documentary, including Dio's wife, uh, Wendy Dio. And, and uh, Ronnie had died a number of years ago, back in 2010, of a, uh, a form of stomach cancer. And um, he is certainly missed. His voice is iconic. Um, and the the general theme of the whole the whole documentary is Ronnie brought people together, but not only that, uh, you know he certainly wasn't the first guy, but he sort of made heavy metal what it was and what it is, right? Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Led Zeppelin were those bands, but you know Zeppelin and Deep Purple and stuff were based in blues type of rock. Ronnie's version of heavy metal was more gothic, more you know when he he teamed up with Richie Blackmore. In Rainbow, it was that sort of genre, hard, fast, unapologetic, um, and and all of these musicians grew up listening to him. And then in the eighties, the newer uh, musicians, the Guns and Roses, the Poisons, the Y&Ts, the Dawkins, Don Dawkins is in this, uh, you know, a bunch. It, they all sort of gravitated towards Ronnie. Ronnie was sort of the godfather of heavy metal. It's just an amazing documentary. If you haven't had a chance to watch it, it's on Showtime. Uh, It is uh, on Showtime On Demand. You can watch it whenever you want. It is a fantastic documentary. It's about two hours long. You will enjoy it immensely. If you are a fan of music, uh, you will love it. If you are a fan of heavy metal, you will will absolutely love it. So it's a great documentary, and I just wanted to give uh, a little bit more perspective on it um, and why we're playing 
uh, Black Sabbath there. Anyway, let us dive into some news and notes. I've been mentioning this for the last couple of weeks, but they're on sale now. And if you're looking for a great Christmas present to get somebody, these are the tickets you need to buy. Uh, the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival, presented by the Ocean Casino Resort, takes place June 3rd and 4th, Saturday and Sunday, June 3rd and 4th at Bader Field or on Bader Field. Uh, the Here for the Beer tickets are on sale right now, $60 plus taxes and fees. If you want to do the Hobbs Trot, the 5K Beer and Fun Run, that's $99 taxes and fees. Now, on February 1st, the headline band announcements, headlining band announcements will be announced. Uh, those ticket prices will go up to $70. The VIP will be on sale then for $149. Uh, the hop trot, Hops Trot price goes up to 110 There's a group ticket uh, package that will go on sale in February. Uh, they have Jitney packages and more. But if you want the cheapest tickets that you're going to get right now, 60 bucks. okay, you're in for the beer. It's an amazing event. It's a great Christmas present to get for the beer lover in your life. Uh, you will not be disappointed. The folks at Good Time Tricycle Productions, John Henderson and his crew, uh, always put on a fantastic show. I am there. Uh, without a doubt, I will be there for the Saturday session. I don't know if I'm sticking around for the Sunday session, but I will certainly be there on Saturday. I may come in Friday night um, to hang and uh, you know and, and hang out with a bunch of people in the industry. But it is always a good time uh, in Atlantic City. Saturday and Sunday, June 3rd and 4th. Get those tickets. acbeerfest.com is the website. You can buy the tickets right there. You will absolutely not be disappointed. Uh, it is an amazing event. You cannot get more bang for your buck. Uh, then $60, four hours of you know drinking delicious beer, listening to some great music and food for purchase, and other things as well. It's fantastic. Uh, let us head over to the West Coast. Uh, hard to believe that uh, Pure Project is going to be celebrating seven years as a brewery. Um, Saturday, January 28th, it's going to be taking place at Pure Project Miramar in San Diego. It's January 28th of next year. Uh, the VIP hour is 11.30 to 1 p.m. General admission will be from 1 to 5 they're going to have a beer garden and food. They're blocking off a large portion of their parking lot for beer tents, food trucks, a live band, games, and more. They're going to have rare beers. Specialty beer tappings will take place throughout the event. They're going to have a cellar bottle sale. They'll be pulling bottled beers out of the cellar for purchase. Many of those beers will only be available on uh, the uh, January 28th on that Saturday. They're going to have, again, as I said, live music performances this year. The bands and schedules uh, will be determined. Um, the anniversary ticket includes, uh, with your purchase price, a dollar donation to the Surfrider Foundation. You have VIP admission from 11.30 in the morning until 5 p.m. General admission is from 1 to 5. Limited edition 7th anniversary stemware glasses, and then you get four drink tokens, uh, which you can buy additional drink tokens uh, will be available for purchase. So this is not a pay one price, drink all you want. You get a couple of drink tokens, you get four of them, then you can buy more as you go. They are um, They are telling people... They will, um, they will be following all co- uh, current COVID-19 guidelines and safety protocols. If you don't feel well, stay home. They will offer full refunds, no questions asked for anyone who has experienced uh, any type of COVID-19 symptoms. If they're sick with any COVID-like symptoms, they will refund your money. They're going to be monitoring the situation closely. They're also telling people, do not drive. They will have limited space in the parking lot. They encourage you to either carpool or Uber to the event. So that is taking place Saturday, January 28th of next year. Hard to believe we're almost at next year. We've just got a couple of weeks left here uh, to the year. Uh, Our good friends from Firestone Walker, uh, they have a new 12-pack that is out right now, uh, and it is uh, spotlighting all of their different IPAs. So the... um, 
This 12-pack will include Galaxy Shapeshifters, a 6% ABV limited edition beer. Then you're going to have Mine Haze in there at 6.2%. The Union Jack, which is a great beer. And then Hopnosis, uh, which is an innovative IPA brewed with uh, coveted cryo hops pellets. They double dry hop the beer, varieties of U.S. and New Zealand uh, hops, creating an explosion of tropical fruit flavors, including mango, passion fruit, white grape, and lychee. So that is on sale now anywhere you can get Firestone Walker. You definitely want to check that out. Uh, they do a fantastic job. So the only beer that's new in this 12-pack that you can only get in this 12-pack is the Galaxy Shape Shifters. Uh, it is a hazy IPA that uh, deals with hops from the Galaxy Hop from Australia, and then you've they've complemented it with Citra from the Pacific Northwest, so they combine those two, um, uh, the Galaxy and the... Um, uh, what am I? The, the Galaxy and Citra hops uh, together uh, to make a fantastic IPA. You definitely want to check that out if you are a fan of Firestone Walker. And then uh, we've got a bunch of other things going on locally. The Tap New York Craft Beer and Food Festival tickets are on sale right now. It'll be at Bethel Woods again on Saturday and Sunday, May 20, 20th and 21st. Um, BethelwoodCenter.org slash tap NY for tickets there if you want to join, if you want to uh, jump on that. I'm not sure if I'm going to go again this year. It was a fun event, but as I mentioned before, the VIP hour I was not impressed with. There were things that were available that were not really told to us when we walked in, and it was a brutally hot day, uh, so I'm not really sure if I want to do that event uh, again next year. Big Brew, New Jersey, though, I will be at that. That's Saturday, March 4th. That is in Morristown at the Morristown uh, Armory. Our good friend Allison runs that event. It is a benefit for the Morris Rugby team. Uh, over 175 styles of craft beer. It's going to be great music, delicious food, great vendors as well. Session one from noon to four will be music by the Outcrops. Session two is from 5.30 to 9.30. The music there is f- by Mr. Lovejoy. Again, it's a benefit for the Morris Rugby Corporation. Tickets are on sale now. BigBrewNJ.com, 21 and older, with a picture ID, please. And if you do see me, I'm probably going to go to the second session um, but if you do see me there, please come over and say hello. We'd love to chat with you and chat all about beer. Now, a new event that's taking place, Liberty Science Center, and apparently this event is going on at different uh, places around the country, uh, the Bruzology Beer Fest. So they're taking over the Liberty Science Center. This is taking place on Saturday, February 11th from 7 to 11 p.m., 50 breweries, 150 beers, and you get access throughout the entire museum. Tickets are 50 bucks for general admission from 8 to 11 p.m. VIP will get you in at 7 o'clock. Those tickets run you $65. Head to Eventbrite and just do a search for Jersey City Bruzology. As they describe it, it is the, the boozy hybrid of your middle school field trip. Some great breweries are going to be there, a lot of local ones as well. Bolero, uh, Hackensack, Icarus, Torch and Crown is going to be there, Carton, Twin Elephant, Gear Block, Muckraker, Beer Maker, Wild East, Bricks, Evil Twin, um, Stone will be there. I don't know if the Departed Souls should be there because it's Jersey City, but, you know, who knows. And then finally, Saturday, February 25th, we mentioned this, New York City Brewers Guild will be kicking off New York City Beer Week. Saturday, February 25th, it'll run through Sunday, March 5th. Uh, they have not announced the venue yet. It is going to be in Brooklyn. They said, think the west side of Brooklyn, close to the East River, easily accessible by public transit, close to at least one of our member brewery tap rooms. As soon as we get more information on that, uh, you, uh, I, will, I will get that information to you. It's always a great event because the guest breweries they have there, some of them are usually just fantastic breweries that you haven't had before. So you definitely want to check that out. That is taking place 
on Saturday, February 25th. When we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes from around the beer world. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. A little more Black Sabbath in Heaven and Hell walk away. It's always a shame that um, the follow-up album to this, this was such an enormous success, you know, Ronnie James Deal replacing Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath, and such an unbelievable album that you can listen to from beginning to end. And then Mob Rules, while it is good, is not as good as this album. Like, the follow-up should have been better, Um or the same, like it shouldn't have. It shouldn't have dove back. And obviously, they explain. They talk about it in the documentary, um, "Dreamers Never Die," uh, which is on Showtime right now. If you want to check it out, um, but to me, it's always been a shit. Like "Mob Rules," uh, "Sign of the Southern Cross," they are great, great hits. But there should have been more from it. And I think you know. Again, I don't want to dive too deep into the documentary because I want you to watch it. They explain what had happened. Um, after the success of this first album, you know, and it ends up becoming the impetus for Ronnie to form his own uh, band where he is in control, uh, you know, of everything. And, you know, it was, it, you know, listen, it's very cool that they ended up getting back together years later. Uh, they couldn't call themselves Black Sabbath. They had to call themselves Heaven and Hell. And I think they could have gone on to do uh, great things even in uh, the 2000s had Ronnie not passed away. Uh, from stomach cancer. That's just uh, my two cents on that. But, um, you know, again, uh, Ronnie is uh, certainly missed. And as I explained in the previous segment about how he was the godfather of heavy metal, that all of these artists uh, in the 80s and and early 90s were looking up to him um, and and trying to follow his example that he set, you know, back in the 70s and early 80s. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, Tom Wizen, the co-founder, owner, and CEO of Indeed Brewing in Minnesota is going to join me. They are starting to release uh, new beers with THC and CBD in them. We will talk to Tom about that and so much more uh, coming up in just about 10 minutes. This is the new thing now. A lot of these um, beverages adding these different things. Uh, When I was in California and San Diego, it's everywhere. Uh, I mean, you're walking down the street and they're basically handing it out like candy. And I'm not saying whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, There are definite benefits to the THC, it definitely helps pain. Uh, I've taken stuff with THC, and it has absolutely helped my pain management. Um, and it is not addictive in any way, shape, or form. The CBD—that's a different story. You're talking about altering your perceptions and stuff. I again, I don't believe that that is a gateway drug or it's habit forming. Um, so you know, that's just my opinion. I can understand where you you know listen. I respect your opinion. Um, you know, if you feel that that's it's not something for you. Uh, but I do think that there is a market for it. I do think that um, it should not be in the shadows anymore. It should be brought out into the light. And who knows? Maybe the federal government will pass 
uh, a universal law, and then you don't have to worry about state laws anymore. But let's dive into some more beer news. Uh, Founders has introduced the barrel-aged peanut butter stout. It is the next entry in their Mothership series, like a peanut butter cup and a glass, the barrel-aged peanut butter stouts, chocolate malts, roasted barley, and golden naked naked oats mingle with nugget and pearl pearl hops as semi-sweet chocolate and hints of roasted peanut team up to create a smooth yet not overly sweet drinking experience. It is going to be sold exclusively in Founders Tap Rooms starting on December 16th. And for those of you with peanut allergies, they say no actual peanuts were harmed in the making of this beer. So um, there are no peanuts in this beer, yet they get the peanut essence out of it to make it a barrel-aged peanut butter stout. Interesting. It's too bad that it's a uh, a taproom-only release. If it was available to the general public, I would certainly look to pick that up. That sounds pretty good. Uh, our good friends from Trogues have announced the release of Double Blizzard. It is an amplification of their crowd-pleasing winter IPA blizzard of hops, which I actually had the other day. Uh, weighing in at 8.3% ABV, the semi-hazy double IPA boasts huge citrus and pineapple notes with a hint of soft pine. As uh, Trogue's brewmaster and co-founding brother John Trogner says, we like to think of it as a blizzard of hops big brother. Uh, they use Centennial, Chinook, and Eldorado hops. Uh, on the cold side, Double Blizzard is dry hopped with four pounds per barrel of Chinook and Galaxy. It's a limited release for the winter season. Double Blizzard available in 16-ounce cans and half and, and uh, one-sixth kegs everywhere Trogues beer is sold. Our good friends from Torch and Crown, Cheat Code is their latest video game IPA. Awesome notes of pine and citrus peel team up with a light, spicy, bitter finish to create a warm, nostalgic taste that lingers on the palate. It is available now at Torch and Crown. And here's the cool thing. If you live or work in Manhattan, they will deliver Torch and Crown beer right to you. Whether you live here, whether you work in Manhattan, they will deliver it to your office as long as somebody 21 and older can sign for it. Um, they will deliver. Um, they will deliver cheat code or any of Torch and Crown's beers whenever you want. And before the end of the year, I do have to get back over to Torch and Crown because it's been a while since I've been there uh, for some great food and delicious beers. And I just I love the place. And it's uh, it's a really really cool spot. Uh, just five minutes from uh, the Holland Tunnel, which is great. Crooked Hammock Brewery. Uh, Long been obsessed with creating a never-ending cookout oasis where people can escape reality, leaving their worries at the door to enter a backyard paradise of handcrafted beer and great conversation. Seven years after opening their first uh, seven-barrel brewing system in Lewes, Delaware, it is the perfect time to reward every single adventure seeker and escape artist who has come along for the ride. They are proud to announce the debut of the Backyard Beer Club, a new members-only experience. Uh, aimed at rewarding the most crooked, in a good way, of guests. Founding members will receive a guaranteed near-monthly near allowance of limited edition Seeker Series releases, those yonder beers that tug at the outer reaches of our taste buds, along with first dibs on brewery-exclusive bottles, new merchandise and swag as well, as members-only invites to VIP parties. Now, to increase exclusivity, Crooked Hammock will only accept 100 members per location, at a set price of $180 per year. It's just another way of our fast-growing collection of brew pubs prioritizes putting out big backyard vibes all year, just beer for a good time. So here's what you get for the 180 bucks. In addition, Backyard Beer Club members will be the only souls on earth to receive a bottle of Banana Hammock Gold, a bold and dedicated riff on our infamous Belgian quad. Uh, this is aged for 12 months in Bullet Frontier whiskey barrels. Clocks in at a whopping 15% ABV, delicate yet boozy notes, of fresh bananas and roasted cacao nibs. 
It is in a 750-milliliter bottle. It's been carefully packaged with a special note attached. You are only one of 300 people to have a bottle of the elusive Banana Hammock Gold. Sit back, relax. That's what the Backyard Beer Club is all about. Uh, Cheers, as they say in the press release. Now, memberships are on sale now. They'll be available for purchase through Christmas Eve of Saturday, December 24th, or until all 300 memberships sell out. First come, first served. Now, here's the other VIP benefits. You get a four-pack of every Seeker Series beer drop, mem- uh, uh, which is pretty cool. So you get a four-pack of beer every time they put out the Seeker Series. You get members-only invites to VIP events, free members-only brewery tours with our brewers, a free birthday pint, 15% off in-house purchases, and secrets and surprises galore. That's a pretty good deal for 180 bucks. Uh, I've noticed that a lot of these places are starting to do this again, where they're, um, you know, they're having these clubs and doing these exclusivity things. Um, you know, I, I think it depends on the brewery. If you're a regular goer of the brewery and you want to enjoy it, go for it. I think for 180 bucks, it's a pretty good deal. I know that uh, Ghost Talk does a whole thing um, in um, in Clifton. There, I know a number of places. I know uh, Bolero Snort did a thing. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if they. I don't think it's open again. I think they did it one time and that was it. Uh, I could be wrong there. Um, you know, a, a bunch of different places do this stuff. And if you're a big fan of the brewery, then it is, then it's worth it for you uh, to do that. If you're uh, a fear of missing out, you'll probably jump on it. If not, uh, then you probably won't. Um, and real quick before we have to take a break, I've been meaning to mention this and I haven't had time to do it. So, um, you know, we've been talking all about how New Jersey instituted these rules and regulations um, a couple of years ago. They were always in play. They had been suspended for some period of time or not suspended or just not enforced. And now they're back in force. And so, uh, you know, all of these state uh, legislators, senators, assemblymen, uh, all talking about we have to change the laws, we have to do this, we have to fix these things. And now Governor Murphy, a couple of weeks ago, who was down in Atlantic City at the the League of uh, Municipalities, um, says, oh, we're going to overhaul all of the liquor laws. That's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to fix the problem. We're going to fix this problem by overhauling the liquor license laws. Now... That is short-sighted. And once again, one of those, they're kicking the can down the road, but not really. They're saying one thing and doing another. This is not what the breweries want. This is not what the distilleries want. This is not what the winemakers want. They just want certain changes in certain things, which can be very easily done. Four or five of these rules can be done either by executive action or by legislative vote. Okay? Uh, Changing the liquor license laws or attempting to do that in one broad stroke, it is going to set back the alcohol industry in New Jersey by another 50 years. It's stupid. It's short-sighted. Stop doing this. Fix the immediate problem. Get rid of the beer tours. Allow these people to run whatever events they want to run. They're not competing with the restaurants. They can't serve food. They don't want to serve food. You don't seem to understand. Governor Murphy and some in the legislature don't get it. They just don't understand. And even when it's put right in front of their faces, they still don't get it. We're going to continue to talk about this because it's something that is not going to go away. And I think what they're doing is wrong. And whatever bill that they decide to put that changes the liquor license laws will fail miserably if they're not going to give compensation to the people who bought this commodity short, you know, just a few years ago or 15 years ago, 20 years ago. I'm sorry. It's just not going to work. You've got to make it equitable for the majority of people. And it doesn't sound like they're going to do that. 
When we come back after a short break, Tom Wizen, the co-founder, owner, and CEO of Indeed Brewing in Minnesota, will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer is we continue our little sort of retrospective with Ronnie James Dio. That uh, we rock from the last in line. If you haven't had a chance to uh, check out the documentary, uh, Dreamers Never Die, it's on Showtime right now. You can uh, watch it on their app. Uh, you know, and, or uh, if you have uh, on demand, you can watch it whenever you want. It is a fantastic documentary about the Godfather really, of heavy metal. And uh, Ronnie James was just an amazing man. Uh, he is certainly missed, and it's amazing he has been gone now uh, for more than 12 years. Uh, we are here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast, and my next guest here is the owner and CEO of a brewery uh, with three locations in Minnesota. They've recently announced a new 5-milligram sparkling THC drink, and it's called High Fiver, along with some other uh, new drinks that are be coming out soon using THC and CBD. And it, uh, this is all the rage now. Uh, when I was in California a few weeks ago in San Diego, uh, you go into these um, dispensaries, and they have you know cases and cases of all these different THC and CBD drinks. So it is definitely exploding on the market all across the United States and, of course, around the world as well. Indeedbrewing.com is the website for more information. Let me welcome to the show for the first time Tom Wizan. Tom, how are you? I'm good, Al. How are you? I'm good. Now, your first venture into uh, THC CBD-infused beverages started with Lull, which was available at the brewery uh, since May of 2019. But as we've seen over the last few years, alternative beverages are becoming uh, a big deal. Was this part of the strategy behind releasing High Fiber? Yeah, I mean, it sure was. Uh, We're pretty connected with our customers uh, at Indeed and you know, everybody still loves beer, and beer isn't going anywhere. Right. Uh, but people are, you know, really curious to explore different types of beverages, different ways of imbibing, different ways of hanging out with uh, friends, and you know, maybe not necessarily having a, an alcoholic drink. So right. uh, it's something we've been looking at, and you know, I've kind of been excited to be able to to move forward on some things with. And, and you had a release party earlier this week, complete with munchies and a dispensary pop up, along with a, a stoner marathon. How was the turnout? <laughs> it was good. Yeah, I mean, people are. In Minnesota, this is a pretty new thing to be able to legally purchase THC infused products. Mm-hmm. So people are pretty still pretty excited. It's you know you, you might remember like other states they've sort of legalized it and uh, people line up out the door to to buy these products and uh, to kind of you know be able to purchase in these things in the open in public space is sort of exciting right. people. So yeah, it is. It's interesting, Tom, because in New Jersey it just happened. Uh, you know, last year it was voted on by by the by the voters, and then it, it took a few years to really get going. And and when you see these dispensaries that are now popping up, the initial reaction is there's a line out the door. One place up in North Jersey is now you can drive through and you can get certain things. And and it is definitely something to bring in the conversation. As I mentioned at the beginning of the interview, I was out in San Diego back in early November, and I mean, you walk into the dispensary, and the first thing that you see as you walk in, obviously there are cases of different types of um, you know edibles and things of that nature, vape pens and whatever. But then there are you know 
at least three to five refrigerated cases of all these different types of uh, sparkling water and, and infused beverages. So it's definitely something that's being brought into the mainstream, which is really cool. Talking with Tom Wizen, the owner and CEO of Indeed Brewing, three locations in Minnesota. They've recently announced a new um, a f- a five milligram sparkling THC drink. It's called High Fiver, along with some other stuff using THC and CBD in it. Indeedbrewing.com, the website for more information. Uh, we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Now, Tom, talk to the audience a little bit about the other THC. CBD cans you have coming out. You have two good sparkling THC that has less than uh, two milligrams of THC, and then the the two goodies, two good goodies with two milligrams of THC and two milligrams of CBD. What are the differences here? Yeah, so in, in Minnesota, the the law that was passed this uh, in this year was only allows basically beverages and edibles to be infused with THC. So like a lot of times people think gummies, but you're also seeing people make like, you know, chocolate covered pretzels with THC mm-hmm. and things like that. So we're making two beverages, which is the two good, the two milligram and the five milligram, which is a high fiber. But then we're also having you know, gummies made, which are two milligram gummies and five milligram gummies. It's a the landscape in Minnesota. The law is kind of very vague. Uh, so you're seeing sort of dispensary type places opening up. But really where these products are being found in a lot of times is in like a brewery like ours, uh, because craft breweries are very well set up to produce these types of beverages, including Indeed. Mm. Uh, and then at the same time, it's sort of like we have these beverages. People are coming in and they're, they're curious to try them. They're curious to buy them. And, right. hey, they probably want to take some gummies home, too. So why not do that, right? So that's interesting. So you're obviously the laws are different in every state. So you're able to produce... Uh, edibles in the form of gummies. You can't do it in any other way. You can't do chocolate or anything like that. You can only produce it in gummy form, but you're allowed to produce that under the law in Minnesota as it's as it's uh, laid out right now. So you could do chocolates. You could do anything sort of in that vein. The thing we can't do is sell like flour uh, or vape cartridges. We can't gotcha. make or sell those things in Minnesota currently. Gotcha, gotcha. And then you have a stronger version of High Five called High Fiver Goodies. That has five milligrams of THC and CBD, and you're rebranding uh, Lull Seltzer, why a rebranding? Uh, you know, Lull, we, we launched three years ago when this whole thing wasn't even really a deal, like something happening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, we were kind of operating in a gray area at the time. Right. Uh, and eventually we got a cease and desist on that product from the Minnesota Department of Agriculture uh, uh, saying, hey, this is not an authorized food ingredient to be using CBD. This was despite the fact that, you know, our market has tons of beverages of CBD in it back then and today. They were coming in from out of state and things like that. But it had to do with our manufacturing here in the state of Minnesota. So we suspended the production of that beverage. But in the time since then, this law has passed, which has made it legal to produce those beverages. But there's also been some new requirements on labeling and and different things you need to communicate, which is great. We want to have that kind of regulation so consumers you know, have visibility into our products and have, you know, good safety basically behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we are doing a little, taking that opportunity to kind of rebrand Lull so that not only, you know, fits in with any of those regulations, but also just take that opportunity to kind of give it a little refresh at the same time. We're talking with Tom Wizen, the owner and CEO of Indeed Brewing, three locations in Minnesota. They've recently announced a new five milligram sparkling THC drink. It's called High Fiver, along with some other stuff using THC and CBD in it. Indeedbrewing.com is the website for more information on all of this. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And Tom, would you say stuff like this is good for, let's, I mean, we're coming up on, on January and a lot of people do a dry, a dry January. Uh, a CBD type of sparkling water, is it, is it a you know good thing for, for a dry January if you're looking to be a little bit health conscious? <laughs> yeah, if you're looking to be a little bit health conscious after this 
this, in, uh, you know, indulging high uh, holiday season. I think CBD type beverages, THC type beverages, you know, we got really low calorie counts in these, in these beverages. Uh, it, in these beverages were like between zero and two calories. Uh, a lot of other companies you'll see maybe have a little fruit juice and they're 10 or 20 or 30 calories. Uh, but yeah, they're great. You know, I mean, if you want to relax and you, you want to hang out with friends and maybe are having a glass of wine or are having a nice tasty craft beer, uh, but you don't really want to drink, you're saying, I'm not drinking in January, not drinking any alcohol, then, hey, this is a good opportunity for you. And they're fun to explore. These are new things. And I think well, that's why a lot of people are excited about them. Uh, some of the flavors are pretty interesting. And, right. and you know, obviously, if you're someone who enjoys consuming cannabis, THC, well, it's a win-win for you. And, and for those that aren't aware who are new to this, products that have THC are the psychoactive part of, of cannabis. CBD has no harmful effects. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, that's that's the common knowledge out there that CBD is, uh, you know, sort of maybe has small cycle effects. It kind of depends on the person. And then THC, you know, depending on the, the quantity that you consume and everybody's different, uh, you can just sort of experience different kind of psychoactive effects. So. And, and, and Tom, you know, I know we mentioned this, but I want to just reiterate this for the audience. There's been such a surge in these THC and CBD types of drinks now. Is it because of the legality passing in many states? I mean, obviously, we'd like to see a federal law that just has a one blanket thing. So this way it makes it easier and it's not, you know, state to state. But is that why we're seeing a lot of, you know, a lot of places like yourself starting to do these types of drinks because of the legality passing and, and obviously from a business standpoint too, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's both. And, and the really interesting thing about what's happening in, in the whole, across the whole country right now is a lot of what you're seeing in states where there's not like a full on legal recreational uh, marijuana law like you have in New Jersey, there is this federal farm bill that passed covering hemp uh, a number right. of years back which allows for THC, you know, basically extracted from hemp, which is, you know, the same plant as the marijuana plant, but just has higher levels of CBD and much lower levels of THC. Uh, you can produce these products and they are federally legal, right. uh, is the common belief. And so you're seeing a lot of states that don't have that full-on legal recreational marijuana system put into place, uh, taking advantage of the federal legality of hemp-derived THC, uh, and that's what we have in Minnesota. We kind of have this, you know, little bit of a Band-Aid law that just really clarifies and makes this hemp-derived THC legal in Minnesota while we don't have the full-on recreational marijuana. But that's looking like it might change in uh, in Minnesota here in the coming year. So. Well, that that sounds great. And then finally, my last question for you, Tom, from a legal standpoint, these beverages, these beverages that you produce cannot be shipped out like a non-alcoholic beverage, correct? I mean, there's that's there's a there's sort of that you want to make sure that you're you're covering all your bases, so you can't you know order them on your website and have them shipped somewhere else in the country. Yeah. So it depends on what company you're dealing with. At Indeed, we have federal licensing for our brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are very cautious to not run afoul of that. Right. So we are just doing it within Minnesota uh, because Minnesota makes it very clear that this is legal within our state. But once you start crossing state lines, you do run into federal interstate commerce stuff. So we are we are holding off on that until there's better federal guidance on that or if, the, if there's federal legalization. Mm-hmm. That being said, lots of these products are being ordered direct to consumer all across the company, all the country from uh, you know, other companies that make them or maybe even people who do carry Indeed's products and are willing to direct consumers ship them. But we do not specifically do that as a company. Got it. My guest has been Tom Wazan, the owner and CEO of Indeed Brewing, three locations in Minnesota. They've got a bunch of new THC and CBD drinks. Uh, one of them is called High Fiver. There's a bunch of others as well. Check it out. Indeedbrewing.com is the website for more information. Tom, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. 
Yeah, thank you. Have a great day. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. We'll keep it with the uh, Dio theme from the uh, his first album, Holy Diver, straight through the heart. A great album, and and it's an interesting story. If you watch the documentary, uh, Dreamers Never Die. It's on Showtime right now. If you watch the documentary, there's an interesting story behind the cover of that first album, where the um, the the devilish uh, person whose name is Murray. By the way, I never knew that. I found. You find out about why um, he's called Murray uh, during the documentary. But the the actual um, painting of the person on the front of the cover, it's an interesting story what happened there. So I'm not going to give it away. Uh, I did give away the Murray part, but that's okay. But when you find out about the story about how the cover was created, it's kind of a cool story. You definitely want to uh, check it out. It's a great documentary. Again, uh, Dreamers Never Die with Ronnie James Dio. Uh, based on his book, his autobiography is a fantastic book, but you definitely want to check it out. It is on Showtime right now, uh, and if you have uh, Showtime Max or whatever it is, the app, you can you can download it and listen to it uh, or watch it whenever you feel like it. Uh, for me, it's very easy to follow me. You can follow me on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com, slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Uh, don't forget iTunes and Google Podcasts. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows on those platforms. We're Alexa ready as well. We're on Odyssey.com as well as uh, iHeartRadio as well as well as the Hopped Up Network. Head over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast version of this show. Um, a couple minutes after the show ends, you can click on and download and listen to the podcast at your leisure. Now, let us move into Suds and Duds, which as always is our final segment of the show. So on Thanksgiving, uh, I was able to stop by at my cousin's house down in Ocean Grove and um, enjoy some uh, some beers with uh, family and my cousin and her, uh, my cousin Pam and her husband Paul. Uh, they are beer drinkers. My cousin Pam gravitates to the stouts. She is not a fan of other beers. Um, she does like her tequila, though. So do I in certain instances. I'm not a big like tequila shot fan, but a sipping tequila, yes, I could drink that all day long. Um, I actually prefer the sipping tequila over whiskey. Let's put it that way. I'm not a big whiskey guy, but anyway, whiskey bourbon. I mean, I'll drink it, but it's not it's not my it's not my favorite thing in the world. Um, and no, I don't want to dive into that realm because that's a slippery slope that you just you can't get out of. Anyway, um, so I brought over a couple of stouts that I had uh, sitting in my refrigerator or cellared because I had been waiting to drink it with a group of people. That's the thing when you're dealing with big boozy stouts. A lot of times, you don't want to drink those by yourself. Now, if it's a 375-milliliter bottle, yes, could you? Sure. If it's the only beer you're drinking for the night, um, crack it open, pour, let it warm up, sip it throughout the evening, a couple of hours, then yes, you can do that. But if you're looking to drink it, a big bomber bottle by yourself, a 750 or a liter bottle, not a smart idea. Um, It's only going to get you into trouble, uh, again, unless you're home. 
So th- there it is. There's the caveat. Anyway, Fat Elvis 3, this was the uh, third iteration by Source Brewing of uh, their uh, decadent bourbon, peanut butter, banana, chocolate, stout. Fantastic beer. Um, I should have brought, I think I had the second year at home, and I don't know why I brought this year's version. I should have brought the one from a couple of years ago because it would have aged properly, but whatever. I mean, you know, a lot of times they tell you drink beer fresh, so I didn't feel like uh, aging that one, but a, an absolutely fantastic beer uh, from Source Brewing. The peanut butter and banana men, meld beautifully with this. The bourbon is there, and it's not too intense, which is great because, again, I don't want to be, if I want to drink a glass of bourbon, I'm going to drink a glass of bourbon. If it's too heavy in the beer, then it takes away from the other elements that are in the beer, and I don't like that. Uh, Brux Royale, this is a Belgian chocolate stout by Ross Brewing. I got a couple of bottles of this from John Cacosa, who had given it to, uh, given me these bottles a while ago. This, this beer has probably been sitting in my house for close to a year, because uh, I think it was December of last year when he gave me these two bottles, and I haven't really had a chance uh, to dive into them. So it was the perfect opportunity, because I know that my cousin likes chocolate, um, and she likes stout, so this was a perfect beer. Still fantastic. Held up great. Uh, was in the refrigerator the entire time, so that's another thing. And and stouts are that thing. You want them cold, but then when you open them up, you want them to warm up to room temperature. Um, if, the, if the beer gets to about 50, 55 degrees, that's the optimal temperature for a stout. A little bit more than that, it's probably, you know, it's okay, but you really want to keep it at around 50 degrees. And when they're at 50, 55 degrees, it brings out all of the flavor and the complexity. You know, and everybody's running around buying uh, Bourbon County barrel stouts. Yeah, they're great, and they have some really good ones. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a good beer, but it's, again, it's one of those beers you don't want to drink it ice cold. You want those beers uh, to warm up, and that brings out uh, the great flavors in those. So that's a great beer from Ross. I cannot wait for the brewery to open. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, but, uh, again, I think there's still a few months away uh, from when they open up. So uh, when they do and we get a time frame as to when they're going to open up, we'll give you a 30-day advance notice. Um, they are in between. They're right, I mean, literally f- eight minutes, ten minutes away from Carton Brewing. So it's a great little thing going down uh, 36. You can kind of hit those on your way uh, to various breweries. Uh, speaking of breweries, the brewery, my, cu- my cousin's husband, Paul, broke this one out. A 2017 mash and coconut. Uh, friends of theirs had gotten them a membership to a uh, rare beer club, and this was one of the bottles that was in the rare beer club. This is a fantastic brown ale. Tremendous flavor. The coconut is wonderful. The bourbon is 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 boozy but not overpowering. This was a great uh, just kick back and relax and sip this beer. It was fantastic. Loved it. Uh, could drink it over and over and over again. Stacking casts, though, blend number five by Kane. Um a very boozy type of beer. And as I just mentioned, you, you don't want to overpower uh, beers with a lot of bourbon. But this one was very easy drinking. The booze was there, but it felt, um, it didn't feel super, super strong to me. Like it was something that you could sip over a period of time. Uh, it was definitely not a gulper. You definitely want to, you know, take your time with this one. I, I, I equate this to, this would be a bottle I would bring to a cigar place. If I was going to sit down and have a cigar and, you know, they allow you to bring in uh, liquor, this is a bottle that I would open up, pour a glass, light up a cigar, a nice hour, hour and a half cigar, nice 90-minute cigar, and drink this with this. This is an excellent beer. It was really, really good. Uh, then I had to make a trip uh, the day after Thanksgiving. I had to pick up some beers at Source, 
and then was uh, going to hit a couple of different places. So I kind of did like the uh, the Monmouth County round, uh, you know, around uh, places. So I stopped at Source, picked up my beers there, drank a Saku Saku, clean, crisp beer, fantastic. Still, on, if it's still on tap down there, get it. You will not be disappointed. The th- you could read a book through this beer. The color is so clear. It is crisp. It's delicious. It's a fantastic beer. Then I had I stopped over at Wild Air Beer Works. This is Heavy Reels' uh, new place where they're doing these. Fantastic lagers and pilsners and just really clean, refreshing beers. So I had a Fortuna, solid pilsner, crisp, very clean, delicious. Then I had an Unhallowed Rights, their, their uh, very nice IPA, decent bite to it, uh, really nice. And then I had an Outer Dark, just an excellent porter. All the roasty flavors that you want in a beer, just a tad boozy, uh, a really delicious beer. And then I forgot, there was one I didn't check in. Oh, I guess I didn't check into it. Did I check into it? No, I didn't. Uh, another one. I, I think it was their Schwartz beer I had. It was very good. Really cool spot in Asbury Park. Got a chance to um, uh, to see a buddy of mine, uh, uh, Rob Bedford, uh, who is uh, who's on uh, Untapped. He writes a a great the Tap Takeover. It's a great little website where he reviews beers. Uh, really good guy. Got a chance to sit and chat with him uh, for a couple of minutes. But a really nice place, Wild Air Beer Works. I will definitely return there because it was uh, it was delicious. Then I headed over to Kane, uh, picked up a bottle over at Kane, ran into Peter Kulos from uh, Jersey Beer Bites, and um, I didn't have a chance to stop there to have a beer. He was on his way out. I figured, let me pick up a bottle. And then I met up with the guys, uh, uh, the, uh, the Beer Samurai, as well as uh, the boys from Coastal uh, Beer Works over at Carton Brewing, and then got to sit and, and chat with Augie uh, for a couple minutes. We uh, discussed lactose and his trip in France, where he, him and a buddy, a couple of buddies of him, uh, they bike rode through France and ended up at Normandy Beach, which was really cool. And and uh, by the way, Augie, thank you for the couple of pours of boat. As always, a fantastic beer. My silly yum was a, a beer that I uh, that I ended up drinking. My goodness, let me tell you something: mushrooms. What a fantastic beer! Dug the bite on it. Um, you get that funkiness from a you know that saison point of view. Fantastic beer. This was re- that was really really good. Had a couple of boats, and then I had a, um, a, on the cask was jumping trains. You cannot beat a traditional uh, English special bitter. You can't. It, they're they're great beers, and on cask, fantastic. Uh, great job from the guys at Carton. Always doing a good job. And, of course, great conversation uh, with Augie about his trip to France. Just an amazing ride. They did a couple of things, uh, you know, on the Tour de France sort of uh, route. But then, you know, you're carrying all this gear. He was explaining all the different things that they went through in France. And I think this was like a two-week trip that they took. Wonderful. So it was a great conversation, great beer. And that's the great thing about craft beer. You want to you be drinking beer with your friends and having a good conversation and good times. That's that's the whole thing about it, and that's what I love about the show, but it's also what I love about craft, craft beer. My thanks to everybody involved in the show, as well as my guest, Tom Wisden, the co-founder, owner, and CEO of Indeed Brewing in Minnesota, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back live on the Joe Piscopo Show Monday at 6 a.m., this has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.